This is the Nona.fm Meet the Candidates podcast, an unbiased conversation with a candidate for a local political office. This is a free public service of Nona.fm. And good morning. Uh, Carl Pearson is joining us, running for Orange County Commissioner, District 4. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. I appreciate it. I love the opportunity to share my thoughts and views about uh, the future of District 4. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, you know, I'm a son of uh, Jamaican immigrants. And my parents came to America looking for a better life. I went to uh, the University of Florida and then went on to Rollins College. Um, and then I decided to enter the workforce in um, corporate management, working at a number of uh, top 10 companies uh, in the Fortune uh, 100. Uh, so as I moved on and progressed in my career, I decided that there's more to life than just the corporate life. There's a, a need and a desire for me to serve our community in addition to, you know, developing a, a life and lifestyle for my family. So this is one of the reasons I'm running for Orange County Commissioner is to make sure that our lives, our daily lives are better tomorrow than they are today. Is this your first time you've ran for public office or been in public office? Or? Yeah, this is the absolute first time I've been in public office. So um, I've been serving my homeowners association, which is a small homeowners association, just a few hundred thousand dollar budget, um, uh, 112 homes in uh, Timber Springs in southeast Orlando. And uh, I realized how helpful um, the work that the homeowners association can do for people's lives. And I said, okay, let's take this to another level and said, I, I can do more. I have a little bit more time. I have the experience. Uh, from a business planning perspective, long-term strategic planning, uh, planning analysis, uh, corporate planning, um, I'll take all those skills and say, okay, I have extra time. My job allows it. Let me go ahead and uh, take those skills and take it to another level. So the next level would be, of course, serving my community on a larger level, which would be uh, District 4 Commissioner, where I can make the decisions or contribute to the decision-making process to the extent that I can support uh, the initiatives that I want to support and also enhance the lives of other people. How about any endorsements? To date, I have not received any particular different endorsements um, outside of my friends and family. There of you course. go. Um, sure. Well, at least you got that. Yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah, some folks yeah. couldn't get to. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. Their no, family. no, no endorsements yet. Um, gotcha. Uh, and I think that endorsements are nice. They're good. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about what you can bring to the table and share your thoughts and ideas to the people. And hopefully these people would be more inclined to listen to you as opposed to endorsing, uh, using the endorsements of some organization that they may or may not even support originally. So I think it's a good idea to just go ahead and um, endorsements are nice, but um, there's nothing more satisfying than to share your thoughts and ideas with the people directly. A couple of the biggest issues I hear in the community here in Lake Nona, number one, these two probably vie, you know, very close, each one in number one position. But let's let's talk transportation. Um, Narcusi Road obviously is, is in expansion process. 417 is in an expansion process. But even long term, what type of solutions are there for the transportation? Public transit, personal automobiles, roads here in yeah, Laguna? That's a great, great question. And there's a number of different factors to what you just said. It's very, very complicated. So let me just take one piece at a time. So you have the 408 and the 417 cuts right into, I think there are three exits for Narcusi, um, Lake Nona and uh, Moss Park Road. Yep. 
So we have these uh, exits off the uh, off of the 417. The 417 is the Central Florida Expressway, of which the Orange County commissioners um, do not have direct um, management of. Sure. So, so that's one thing. The 417 is a separate issue within uh, the state of Florida, within Orange County. So let's put that 417 aside for a moment. Yep. Then you have the local uh, thoroughfare, which is Narcusi Road, which they, as you mentioned earlier, they're expanding. So the idea is um, once it ex- expands and there's uh, all these businesses that are lining both sides of the road, um, what is it that we can do to ease the congestion? We have a number of traffic lights. We can do uh, endless traffic studies uh, and engineering studies to make sure that we can do uh, what's right for the community. But at the end of the day, we need a better way to move all of those cars off of the road. And doing that, that means that we need to embrace the uh, idea of public transportation, which means um, smaller, more nimble vehicles uh, from links in order to have them uh, be on our local roads. We, we can't continue the way we are with 1,500 people moving to the state of Florida every single week and have uh, the congestion that we have and no way to get out of it. We need to figure out how we can have a more robust transportation system. And as I mentioned before, that leads to another issue, which is the one-cent penny tax. And I can go on and on about this, but I'll I'll try to make this as brief as possible. Number one, I do not agree with the one-cent penny tax as it's being proposed by the uh, mayor. Um, Right now, a similar county... Uh, to Orange County is Hillsborough. Hillsborough County has broken out their transportation um, uh, tax by their, their county taxes by 0.5.5. So their taxes, although they're 7.5% and ours is 6.5%, their 7.5.5 of their tax base goes to capital improvements for uh, public schools. I would challenge the county and the county commissioners to say, okay, of that one cent penny tax, why does it have to be the full penny? Why can't it be half a penny sales tax to offset some of the deficiencies that we have for public uh, uh, first responders? We need to support our teachers and make sure that they're being paid correctly in addition to all the money that has been allocated by Ron DeSantis. Um, uh, for teachers, we can augment that uh, in the public school system, working with the school board. Uh, there are a number of different ways that we can offset transportation issues and support the low-hanging fruit of the, the issues that we have in hand, which is, again, the public uh, uh, first responders uh, helping supporting teachers and help, uh, helping uh, fire and police. There, th- those are the things that we really need to get our hands around because with the increased population, Again, we need to be able to manage these low-hanging fruit items with any types of taxes. So what I'm suggesting is that one-cent penny tax be cut in half, and we can have our transportation allocation also. We can have our cake and eat it too. We can have the half-cent penny tax, half-cent to transportation. So the $300 million, actually $600 million, $300 million would be allocated to the residents. These $300 million could be $150 million a year for the next 20 years, and we'll still support the transportation issues that we have today. So there's a number of different ways that we can manage the transportation problems in Lake Nona by going at a high level and being able to fund all the things that we need. 
So you mentioned Hillsborough County, which is, if folks don't know, that is Tampa. Tampa is vying for Orlando in, you know, some of the fastest growing areas here in Florida. I, I used to live uh, near Tampa in Temple Terrace, which is essentially in Tampa. Right. Um, and yeah, they had traffic issues that were pretty monumental and they still, you know, they still have traffic issues. I'm, I can guarantee it. It's gotten a lot better though. I just passed over there last week. So when did they start this half cent tax? Are they, or, or I should say their, their sales tax increase. Is this already in effect or is this something that it, they're proposing? It's in effect right now. So, okay. so they have this. Okay. So let's, let's do the math here. Okay. Yep. So we have seven and a half percent sales tax in Tampa. So you have 6% for the state. You have 0.5 for state. Uh, I'm sorry, school capital. Yep. You have 0.5 for indigent care and you have another 0.5 for local government. Gotcha. Right? That to me sounds like a better plan than throwing an entire uh, one cent into one thing. Now, consider this for a moment. Okay, this is an interesting uh, concept here. If I told you I'm going to give you a million dollars to improve your home, right? And you're like, I'm going to give you this million dollars every single year for the next 20 years. And you're like, oh, great. My home can be uh, cleaned. We can do a new roof. We can do a driveway. We can do all these things with a million dollars every year. But you still need to eat, and you still need uh, you need uh, shoes on your f- children's feet. You need other things that are required. Could you do with a half a million dollars every year? Could you do five hundred thousand right. every year? That's the, that that effectively is the concept. Is do we need the six hundred million dollars that's generated from a one cent paying tax every single year? For the next 20 years, and we all know it's basically in perpetuity because uh, nobody repeals <laughs> nobody re- yeah, repeal never, a tax. And 20, 20 years from yeah. now, um, you know, I'm going to be nearly 70 years old. Um, I'll be 69 years old. And I'm, the last thing I'm thinking about is a one-cent penny tax and repealing that from what we did in the years past. Right. Okay, so what we need to do is make better decisions today for a more prosperous tomorrow. We, we really need to get our handle on... Um, incenting um, uh, developers to make the right choices. You asked me the question about uh, transportation also and the growth and development in Central Florida. Um, you know, the county commissioners, I believe it's one, maybe two years ago, said it was okay to do a 100% increase in the impact fees. They had an opportunity to do it in increments, but they chose to do it 100% of the impact fees starting in January of 2023. So what do the developers do? Um, they're going to get all their permits, and they're going to get everything they need to get done in 2021, 22, And they're going to go, and they're going to build, and they're going to build as much and as fast as possible. And I would suggest that's a big miss on the Orange County commissioners in general to say that I'm going to let these developers build as fast and as furious as they can so they don't have to pay the 100% of the impact fees coming up in 2023. So a lot of the things, when I, when I hopefully, if I secure your vote, and I humbly respect that I do get your vote um, in, uh, coming up in this August 23rd election, I want to make sure that we don't make those same decisions in the future. That would affect the, the, the desire for builders to just continue to build and build. Now, don't think, me, don't, don't think that I'm not supportive of building um, in Central Florida. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to have a, a NIMBY situation where you don't want to build uh, to accommodate all the people that are coming in. I mean, they have to live somewhere. But at the same time, it needs to be a managed growth. It needs to be uh, a combination of 
the growth of the residential areas, as well as the amenities associated with the residential areas, like your parks and recreation, your uh, fire, police. Uh, we need to make sure that we have enough uh, school teachers and actually physical schools uh, allocated, in, particularly in Lake Nona. There's another school coming on, online. But we need to make sure that these schools not only are physically built, but we need to be able to pay our teachers and create a pipeline of teachers to work in these schools, to support staff to be in these schools. We need to pay our teachers and pay our first responders in addition to filling up, uh, just checking the box and saying, I built a school, right? I, and, and you mentioned, too, about, uh, and that you segued right into housing and, and the what is becoming a housing crisis, some say emergency, both with rent and also uh, as far as new homes. Mm -hmm. And again, a lot of that, you know, a lot of folks point to the fact that there's a shortage of homes and there's too many people moving to Florida looking for homes. Um, you know, if mm -hmm. we limit that development, how do you balance that with still keeping enough inventory that we can keep prices in, in check? You're listening to the Nona.fm Meet the Candidates podcast. If you're a registered candidate in a local political race, we invite you to join the conversation. Please reach out to Gabby at Nona.fm at 407-553-NONA, extension 402. Now, back to our interview. Yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's a great point. It's a very complicated issue. Um, uh, well, uh, the Orange County Commissioner, Emily Bonilla, is recommending that we have a cap on um, on rent increases, and there's a lot of contention. There's about a lot that. of contention about yeah. the increases of rent, right? Yep. Well, I believe that there should not be a cap. <laughs> uh, this is a free market, right? We need to be. Uh, my my conservative views um, makes there are things that we need to make sure that we don't get ourselves into, right? Because if you put rent controls in place, just say you put that five percent. Uh, rent increase cap or the the uh, CPI consumer price index of uh, I believe it's a nine point two percent whatever is greater or lower wh whatever the proposal is you know there are going to be landlords that go around that it, it just, just doesn't work for example if you say there's going to be a cap then guess what happens they're going to be uh, administrative fees that they're going to charge ahead of time there's going to be pet fees. That they're going to tag on. There's going to be background check fees that they're going to get around and get their money back. They're going to, there's a number of different ways I can hit you with uh, getting recovering my dollars that I put into my investment in order so I can rent this property out to you. This may not hurt the major um, uh, residential developers, but the, the those who have fought hard to get their homes and have a nest egg. And then you're telling me that during COVID they couldn't get, collect rents. Now they finally can. Meanwhile, their home uh, uh, insurance rates went up. Their um, their overall costs of maintenance went up. Their all their fees that went up. Perhaps their HOA fees went up. All these issues that the landlord side, they they have been hit hard also. Mm -hmm. So so, so Emily Benia's uh, proposal is altruistic. It is kind, um, but it doesn't make financial sense. At the end of the day, we need to make decisions that make financial sense. Now, do I have the answer? Uh, the answer is I don't want to have rent controls. <laughs> we don't want to have a situation where people are capped out at a 5%. Per, five per, where, where did that number come from? 5%, 6%, 7%. These, these are just arbitrary numbers that are coming out of, the, uh, coming out of nowhere. 
Um, I mean, at least the CPI was coming into play at, at 9.1 or 2%. So um, we, we need to figure out a way to um, incent builders to build, make it easier for them to build. Uh, but at the same time, um, uh, figure out a way that we don't have to put caps on rent. Now, also, I would say that this is another issue that you mentioned earlier about the uh, the inventory shortage. So the supply chain is what it is. It's a major national supply chain issue. And I talked to my developer friends, and they can't build a house right now because they don't have the materials. They can't get the uh, they can't get a refrigerator. They can't get wood. They can't get electricity. Yeah. They can't get okay. copper. So so it's not just an Orange County issue. It's a national issue. So I, I don't want to sit here and say that I'm an Orange County commissioner, and when I get into office, all of the supply chain in- issues will go away. But we need to be mindful of the supply chain issues. And be mindful of the other side of the coin, which is not just the person that is uh, uh, renting, but also the person who's providing that that product, that that service of housing to that person. Absolutely. Well, I I do appreciate you coming in. Give us one final expression about who you are, why to vote for you, and how they can uh, find out more about you. Okay, great. So thank you for the opportunity. I, I really appreciate it. Not that many times that I get an opportunity to share my thoughts and views on a, on a broad audience like this. Um, again, my name is Carl Pearson. I'm running for Orange County Commissioner for District 4. Um, the, what makes me different than the others is, one, I'm not a politician. I am a businessman. I am somebody who understands the intricacies of uh, the financial plays that make the markets go. Um, I am a long-term strategic planning uh, manager. I'm an executive at a large top 10 bank. Um, I'd rather not say the bank, but I'm an um, executive at, at the bank. And my job on a day-to-day basis is to, is to ensure that the bank grows physically and financially every day. So my background has strong strategic planning, marketing analysis, business planning, long-term planning. And what I think that everyone needs to know is that uh, the other politicians, I don't want to name the names, but the incumbent as well as the people I'm running against have a good sense of, of uh, government, but they don't understand what it takes from a business perspective to, to solve the challenges that we have moving forward. I don't, I don't think they have the business acumen or the financial background to understand the intricacies of what it takes with regard to decision-making in the long term. So that's what makes me different. You can reach out to me, uh, 407-509-6568. You could go to my website at www.vote4carlpearson.com, or you can go ahead and just uh, send me an email at kpgator94 at gmail.com. All right, good deal. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Nona.fm Meet the Candidates podcast. This is a free service of Nona.fm. If you are a registered candidate in a local political race, we invite you to join the conversation. Please reach out to Gabby at Nona.fm at 407-553-NONA, extension 402. This podcast has been produced by Gabriela Perez-Ortiz.